Playoff time. Playoff time. Playoff time. Playoff time. Playoff time. Lockdown Blue Jays starts right now. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Didn't see you there. It's playoff time, okay? Jays, M's, all right? Home field, at the center, at the Raj. Do they call it the Raj? They don't call it either of those things. It's the Raj, okay? They're going to be people looking out from their hotel rooms going, wow, this is the peak of baseball, okay? This is a huge series, arguably uh, the biggest in the last what? This is the biggest series in the last six years coming up against Seattle. Very exciting. Uh, we're going to break down the entire thing, starting with a classic Ben and Bones season preview Hopefully not the last one of the year. Um, let's just say it's not the last one of the year. Uh, we'll start. Who's your hype train? Who's getting you hyped for this series, Mr. Shulman? Who's getting your blood going? I mean, every time I see Alejandro Kirk, he gets my blood going. But uh, <laughs> that's not what that's not what today's about. Um, <laughs> the guy who I who I really uh, am looking forward to seeing. For the first time in the playoffs as a Toronto Blue Jay, my hype train is gorgeous George Springer. That's my guy. If you don't know why, you're about to know. George Springer was obviously signed by the Blue Jays because he was a multiple-time All-Star and Silver Slugger and had been on a World Series winning team. But the reason you give George Springer the bag is because of what he does in the playoffs. This guy is repping a 900 career OPS in the playoffs in 63 games. He has been really good in the biggest spots. He is the 2017 World Series MVP. By the way, he knows these Mariners pretty well. 840 career OPS, 24 bombs against them. Not bad. But uh, when the playoffs come around, you know, this is why you give Springer the extra rest day. This is why you're super cautious with the elbow stuff, because you bring him to this point and then you unleash him. And I am ready for George Springer to be unleashed. George is a great pick. Uh, I think a lot of people pick George here. He is the the prominent pick, the guy that is going to represent the team. If you are locked on Mariners right now, He's the guy you're scared of. He's he's the scary. scary. He's the scary. It's George Springer. I mean, Vlad's great. Bo's great. Teoscar's great. George is the guy that's going to hurt you, and he'll might he might do it in his first at bat, like he's done many many times. Uh, so George, fantastic pick. That's the guy that I'm probably also most confident in in terms of guys that have been here all year. That uh, kind of leads me to my hype train. A guy that hasn't been here all year. A guy that hasn't performed well all year. I'm talking about six-hit wit. Yeah, six-hit wit, all right? If he plays all three games in this, you know, considering and assuming a sweep, he'll get two in each. Call him six-hit wit for the series. Uh, Whit Merrifield has had an insane September. Like, the man has been on fire 
pretty much the we thought it stopped. It has not stopped. His uh, batting average is above 400 in his last 17, 18 games. He has just been absolutely fantastic the back half uh, of September and the beginning of October. This guy has become a bona fide part of the lineup, uh, not somebody you thought would. And you kind of really have to give credit to the front office for picking him up because at first it looked like they were idiots, and now it looks like he's really going to be a guy that they have uh, an X-Factor type bat in the lineup, a guy that can play multiple positions, and a guy that's performed really well against the Mariners in his career. 298 average and an 839 OPS against the M's over his career. That's 34 games he's played against them, six of them. Uh, home runs of his 45 hits against Seattle. He has been fantastic against them. He's been fantastic as of late. Uh, Big hit wit is my guy here. Yeah, I mean, reason a million why we're not uh, in major league front offices because we did not like the move. But I ragged it. I ragged that move. I mean, I think we both did. Usually I'm not harsh at all. And I think even I was kind of laughing at a little bit. Um, But he, I I mean, we both said it a couple days ago. He should be the starting second baseman in the playoffs. He's the hottest player right now. Espinal, they're hoping he's, you know, going to be healthy in time. But between Espinal, Biggio, and Merrifield, all healthy. I want wit right now. And this is kind of playing both sides with how I described uh, George and why I think he's going to play well. But I do kind of like wit first playoff appearance. You know, like he... He wasn't really on the Royals then, but I believe his first ever games were in 2016. So literally the year after the Royals won the World Series, and he never got to see the playoffs uh, because when he was prominent, the Royals were not. Now he finally gets that opportunity. Uh, I'm not too worried about the moment because he's an older guy who at least, you know, he's been in moments if they've been regular season moments at least and, and been a leading player. Uh, for at least a year or two, he was probably the best player for Kansas City. So uh, I like Witten his first his first run here. I guess I'll go to my scary. Go ahead. Um, my scary, the guy that I am most uh, afraid of. Another guy that really gets my blood going. Um, this is the man that uh, baseball reference and you at home affectionately refer to as Big Dumper. The guy, you know, it's Big Dumper. Cal Raleigh catcher for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, if you haven't heard about Raleigh, he's like the next uh, one on this kind of like Schwarber Gallo wave almost. Um, dudes doesn't hit for a good average, strikes out a ton, but he's hit 27 homers in his rookie season. He's a 774 OPS with a 122 OPS plus. Both of those numbers, OPS and OPS plus, are very much within the range of Alejandro Kirk for those who uh, who haven't checked on his numbers recently. Plus, Raleigh grades out well as a defensive catcher. Uh, he's not kind of like how you said after George with your hype train. Cal Raleigh, I'll admit, you're about to hear in a little bit the actual scariest guy. But if there's going to be like a thorn in your side, Robin, to the Batman on this Mariners team, it could easily be Cal Raleigh. In a limited sample, he could either you know strike out a million times or go nuts and hit a bunch of homers and be the reason you lose a series. Totally. He also hits the clutch home run all the time. He's done it all year long. He hit the home run to put him in the playoffs. That guy has been Mr. Clutch for them all season long, and it kind of speaks to uh, the youth movement that the, the Mariners have kind of put forth, and that leads me to my scary, which is J-Rod. J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez, he will 
likely be the AL Rookie of the Year. He has been so fantastic this season, a guy that they hyped up so much coming into the year, and for good reason, because like I said, he's been awesome. A 283 average, 847 OPS, 27 tanks this season, 74 ribbies, already in the 2020 club. He's also got 25 stolen bases, uh, and on top of all that, Already signed a huge contract extension for seven years uh, with tons of incentives that boost that value up. Um, he is a really, really great player. A lot of people have been saying since Pujols hit 700, the best candidate still in baseball is probably him. Uh, obviously, that's a lot of weight for a 21-year-old, but Julio Rodriguez is absolutely fantastic um, and a guy that you should be looking out for in this series and, and a guy you definitely already know the name of because he has been so prevalent in the league thus far uh but against the jays he has not played well this season a 192 average a 481 ops seven games it is a small sample size but i still think he's just far and away the best player on the team oh yeah i mean they really didn't have mitch hanniger who was you know one of if not their best hitter uh last year for a lot of this season and they didn't and jesse winker at the beginning of the year really didn't do nothing adam frazier i mean he was struggling like an all-star who's really slumped since the first half of last year uh and and right there to fill in all the and jared kelnick they really thought was probably going to be the rookie to start on this team and with all those things going wrong especially early uh it was julio that that kept this team afloat uh, and obviously put on quite the show at the Home Run Derby as well. And hopefully it's not a Home Run Derby for him uh, in the six on the weekend. <laughs> True. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, I'll talk to you about Bet Online. Then let's get to this pitching staff uh, that the Mariners are touting. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles of an, and analysis on every game you can find and as always bet online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events including mlb mma boxing and golf head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts all right uh let's roll on here we're talking pitching uh, the Mariners, like we told you in yesterday's podcast, have a really, really solid uh, front three guys. The, the guys that uh, the Jays are guaranteed to see as of now are Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, which they know all too well, and Logan Gilbert. Um, those guys are all fantastic. Let's start with Castillo. He was brought over in a trade deadline acquisition this season. Uh, the Mariners sent four minor league players, Edwin Arroyo, Noel V. Marte, uh, Andrew Moore, and Levi Stout to Cincinnati for him. It looked like the Yankees were going to get him. Some people thought the Jays might go after him, but the Seattle Mariners swept in, uh, swooped in, actually, and took him when I don't think a lot of people expected that because they don't really you know, go after guys like that very often. So good for Seattle fans that they're going for it. Um, and he's been really, really good in Seattle. 317 ERA in the back half of the season. He's got 77 strikeouts and 65 in a third innings. His home run numbers are high. His walk numbers are low. Like the guy has just been fantastic. He was an all-star this year. He's kind of your quintessential ace in today's game and a guy that, 
um, wasn't even getting buried on a terrible Cincinnati team. So uh, Luis Castillo, definitely a formidable opponent so far this year. Absolutely. I mean, near the top of my list of like guys I, I would have been cool with the Blue Jays trading for each of the last two years, uh, someone that I thought really had a chance to be in uh, in that nice light blue jersey. Instead, he's going to be wearing dark blue for a while because the Mariners have locked him up uh, on a pretty big extension. Interesting stuff about Castillo. Uh, recently hasn't been phenomenal. Hasn't been terrible, but last five starts, an ERA over four, uh, and, you know, hasn't really had bad numbers. I mean, 34 strikeouts to eight walks. He hasn't given up homers, but he's just getting hit around a little bit. Uh, if you go look at some of the advanced stuff, it, it is a little bit uh, surprising where he ranks uh, in some of the stat cast more evolved stuff compared to what his raw numbers are. His stat cast stuff, stat cast stuff would not suggest that he's necessarily this uh, massive ace. In fact, he's pretty middle of the pack in terms of giving up barrels, giving or getting guys to chase. Uh, and you know, he's a little on the good side of, you know, expected batting average and stuff like that, but he's on the bad side in terms of average exit velocity, how hard on average are guys hitting it. So, I mean, there was always for me, at least as good as Castillo was in his career, the Homer stuff, although he played in great American ballpark, it always concerned me a little. It did feel on some nights, like you could get him to blow up. Like if the, if the gates open, they really open, which obviously every pitcher in the majors can blow up, but I mean, uh, on a slightly more frequent level so he is really tough and i would not be shocked if he went out there and absolutely dealt uh but in terms of you know aces they could have seen instead you know when you're talking about the other realistic matchups of either mcclanahan or bieber i mean castillo is definitely a cut below the elite you know yes i believe that too uh, I still think he's a really, really good pitcher, though. For sure. Um, but he's not necessarily Justin Verlander or anything like that. Um, but still a guy that the Jays are going to have to work hard to beat. Um, all right, let's move on to the second guy in this rotation, and that's Robbie Ray. Uh, Robbie Ray, of course, a Cy Young last year in Toronto. They don't bring him back, and he has regressed, but less than – he did in the beginning of the year because the beginning of the year he wasn't good uh, and a lot of people were calling that out like they like to do and making um, definitive statements about a guy's entire season in like May uh, but he's really brought it back April March he had a 415 ERA that was five starts May a 534 ERA that was five starts and then he brought it back in June had a 219 blew up again in July brought it back in August and he blew up again uh, in September but on the year, he has solid numbers, uh, a three seven one ERA, which is a little high, but under four you'll take these days, um, and 212 strikeouts. So, again, over 200 strikeouts uh, for a really talented lefty that the Jays have seen so many times. I wonder if, like, do you believe at all that it helps that they know him and they've seen him pitch so much and that they were teammates? I don't think, I, I think it's been so long that it doesn't matter. I also think it's even, if anything, you know? It's like as many, yeah, true. Totally. As many times as you know, maybe the catchers, the fact that they've caught him, they might know a little more than he knows about the hitters. But like as many times as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. watched Robbie Ray throw baseball, Robbie Ray watched Vladdy swing, you know? Totally. So totally. I don't tend to to care so much about that. I'm yeah, I'm with that same kind of line of thinking. Um, but you know, he's had an up and down year each month. 
but I think this is still a guy who's going to buckle down in the playoffs. He's a similar case to Gosman in that he's been in the league for a pretty long time. And in 2017, he had a really good year. But outside of that, aside from last year, he hadn't been very good at all. Uh, so he's kind of become this pitcher that guys uh, really respect and uh, a guy that the Jays have seen a couple of times or one time this season. And he played really well, six innings, uh, one earned three hits, two walks, struck out six against the Blue Jays when he saw him this season. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be an emotional start for him, but at the same time, uh, I think Jays fans don't care and they want him to lose. Yeah, he'll be back in Toronto for the first time since the Cy Young. He didn't travel uh, for the regular season series early in the year in Toronto, uh, although he did pitch against the Blue Jays, obviously, in Seattle. So it'll be interesting. I mean, there's one thing you know about Robbie Ray. He's going to give you length. Um, Robbie Ray made 32 starts this year. Yeah. How many times do you think he went fewer than five innings? Hmm. Hmm. If I could do math right now which is not my strong suit, I'd have the answer. But I'm going to say eight times. Twice. What? Twice. That's and crazy. And he, like, he wasn't That's insane. That good. Yeah. Um, they were back-to-back starts in mid-July, both against the Houston Astros. Um, other than that, he has gone five or more in every single game he's pitched. Now, they've left him out there to give up as many as like 10 earned runs in a game. Um, or six, ten hits. Um, but uh, he's going to give you length. He uh, since July he hasn't had to start fewer than five innings. Most of the time he gets you to six. Um, but the long ball has burned him. I mean, even in his Cy Young year, like you said, like it's he had the good year. He he found a way last year to at least like not really be affected by it, or at least give up a bunch of solo shots because he gave up thirty three home runs last year. Uh, he gave up 32 this year. Like He's going to give up homers. The Blue Jays want a guy prone to giving up homers. In theory, kind of a hard-throwing lefty who gives up homers should be a perfect matchup. Then again, the Blue Jays haven't hit lefties all year. So who yeah. knows? Um, if you want the quick stat cast summary, big things he's good at, getting guys to swing and miss uh, and chase out of the zone, strikeouts. Uh, but when he gets hit, he gets hit hard. He's 18th percentile with – hundredth being best and one being worse. He's 18th percentile on average exit velocity. Guys are hitting him hard when they connect. All right, let's move on to the final guy, the third guy that the Jays are guaranteed to see. It's Logan Gilbert, uh, tall guy, stringy dude, 6'6", 215. He's had a really good sophomore season. He's 25 years old, 13-6 and six on the year, 3-2 ERA, 174 strikeouts. Uh, he's had a really, really solid season uh, and a guy that the Jays have seen as well. I don't know a couple times, but I know they've at least seen him one time. I know they beat him. I, I got it here if you time. want. I got it here if you sure, want. Sure, go ahead. Uh, first time they saw him was at the Rogers Center on May 17th. He went seven innings and struck out nine, but they did score three off of him and win the game 3 nothing. Um, I remember that, yeah. And then in Seattle... He went six innings, gave up four runs, uh, but Seattle won that game six to five. So, I mean, he's been kind of all right in both games, but not great. He's better than he's been in the games against the Jays. Yeah, and he's he's still a good pitcher, uh, a guy that 
is definitely in that kind of echelon that makes the, the Mariners one of the better one, two, three punches uh, in the playoffs right now. I don't know if they're necessarily one of the best, but they're they're up there. Uh, they're, they're, they're definitely really, really talented. Uh, and it's because of those three guys. So Logan Gilbert is, rounds out, you know, Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert. Those are the Can guys I say one more? For. Can I say one more Logan Gilbert thing or two more Logan sure. Gilbert things? Go ahead. So both, I didn't mention, but Ray, like, last five starts bad. Like, five-something ERA. Said Castillo earlier, four-something ERA. Gilbert's, like, their hottest starter right now, for sure. Uh, month of September, six starts. Uh, had a two ERA. Struck out 41. Walked eight in 36 innings. Uh, also allowed only two homers in those 36 innings. Um he that two ERA in his last six starts includes a five earned run performance. He was just so good out, uh, including ending the year, albeit against the Athletics, uh, with eight innings of one run ball. So uh, he's really good. And like you said, I, I think the thing that sticks out for me with the Mariners staff, uh, as opposed to some of the others, I don't know if their top two talent is all that great. In fact, I'd probably take the Blue Jays top two. But they are deeper than most. If they get to a longer series, I mean, that's, you know, they, they are deep. They have like six legitimately okay starters, at least. Like Marco Gonzalez is the worst, I think. He's got a four, almost a flat four ERA. So mm-hmm. good pitching from yeah, the Mariners. They do have, I mean, they got, good, they got good pitching outside of those three guys, too. So, like you said, that's something to worry about. All right. Ads. Now, let's wrap this baby up. We're getting ready for the playoffs. We are hyped. He's Matt Bonaparte. I'm Ben Schulman. These aren't really rapid-fire questions. They're only rapid-fire in the fact that I'm going to try exactly when you're finishing your answer on the beat and just jam another question in your face. But I actually kind of would like you to explain, so don't feel the need to rapid-fire. Um, I'm going to start with the biggest one, and it's obviously an opinionated question. Um, which team in this series has more on the line? And I'll present a mini case. The Blue Jays, who came into the season with World Series expectations, boast one of the best young cores in the game. It's the playoff appearance in their first full season back at home after having to do a road one in 2020 and the team being out of the country for a while. Plus, I know we talked about it yesterday, but technically John Schneider is still auditioning um, and the players, if they like him, are helping him audition uh, to get that big contract. Or is it the Seattle Mariners? who have a 21-year playoff drought snapped by this appearance. And uh, while, like you mentioned, they don't always get the big guy, they are known traders, and they traded with a D, not like with a T. And they traded a ton before this year uh, to try and bolster up, mainly just taking the best players from the Cincinnati Reds in Winker, Suarez, and then eventually Castillo. So it's the 21-year drought. And the big, big trades versus the big expectations for the Blue Jays playing at home, the Schneider stuff. I'm going Seattle because of the fact that Toronto has a young core that's going to be there for the next however many years. And Seattle, when you look at that team, it's guys that are getting older. Ty Francis, 27. Cal Raleigh, while it is his second season, first real season he's already 25 uh jp crawford's 27 eugenio suarez eugenio suarez is 30 and i don't know how many more seasons like this he's got in him uh jesse winker was 
awful, and he's 28. J-Rod, of course, is your young cornerstone. Uh, but the rest of the team's getting old. And I don't know. Like my, my first thought was Seattle 21 years, obviously. But then my second one was like, well, then they don't really have anything on the line because they're just happy they're there. And then I went, well, the Jays are going to be back, and I don't know if Seattle will be. So the M's have more on the line. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I still think the M's had a shaky year. I think they're good, but they were like bad, went on a run, and then closed the year bad. Uh, I don't know that this team is going to be consistently really good in the future. So I like that. Uh, I didn't do exactly what I said I was going to do, which uh, is jam the next question in your face immediately as you finish. I will do that going forward. Who's the first manager to get tossed in this series and why? Um, huh. I, how many times has, has Schneider gotten tossed? I think once yes. or twice, twice, I believe maybe three times. Not, much. uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Schneider. I'm going to say Schneider gets tossed and he does it to rile up the guys late down. I say Scott Serby. When the Mariners swept the Blue Jays, closer Paul Seawald rubbed it in with an imaginary broom sweep. Odds he ends up on the wrong end of a big moment. Paul Seawald? Is it bad juju? That he did what? That he did the sweep? So he, yeah, he walked like five steps, rocking his arms back and forth for a July 10th sweep. Before Paul Seawald got good, I used to say he's a real estate agent because he's just a random guy. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's probably bad juju for them. That's bad juju. You don't want that on your team. If I'm J.P. Crawford, I'm like, Paul, don't you dare do that again. What's more likely, either team sweeps or a third game? You mean a fourth? Oh, yeah. Third game. Um, forgot that it's a, it's a thing. Uh, I say third game. I lean third game, too. When I wrote it, it was just like, these two teams are so close. And we mentioned the pitching. It's like I I do think Manoa is better than Castillo, and I, I do I, think I think you don't lose the Manoa game, but I think that no. Gosman could blow up. Gosman Ray, I I do think that Gosman is better than Ray, but at the if same time, if they lose the Manoa game, I'm shook. Yeah, they're getting swept if they lose the Manoa game. Uh, <laughs> but um, like I feel like one of those two doesn't go their way because I still don't think Castillo's much behind Manoa, and I don't think Ray is much behind Gosman. Um, and almost none of those guys have playoff experience, despite some of them being vets. So, uh, that's interesting, but yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, bone says Mariners have more on the line. He has John Schneider getting tossed first. He does think it's bad juju that Paul Seawall did the fake broom. And he thinks we're going to a third and final game. We will find out. We are pumped. We hope to be back here on monday talking to you about the fact that the blue jays are going to the next round but i'll knock on my wooden desk first because we don't know that yet for now we're going to strap in thanks so much for listening make your second listen locked on mlb paul francis plays the harp you should check it out uh we will see you on monday wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.